You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining us now, Kyrie Thompson from WEEI covering the New England Patriots. Uh, Kyrie, thank you for the time. And it's strange, you know, we were just talking about, you know, how uh, different it is knowing or at least, you know, looking out there, surveying the horizon and not knowing uh, or not seeing the Patriots as, you know, the class of that division. And and I know, you know, change has been coming for a while, but I looking at the initial 53-man roster and seeing 10 rookies, and it just it still feels strange to see the Patriots this way. I mean, you're not wrong. I feel like everybody that's covering this team, especially the, the, you know, the veteran reporters, like I've asked people about this, and they're just like, this is one of the weirdest Patriots seasons we've ever seen. Because I think that, I mean, for whatever, 20 years, you had Tom Brady in the mix and you were winning Super Bowls or you know, winning the division every year. And, and you knew that more or less that you were going to be a Super Bowl contender to, to a varying degree, every single season that you had that. And in these three post-Brady years, I mean, those expectations are understandably just a, a bit different. You don't know what to expect because one year it was a COVID year and you had Cam Newton. Now you've got a, you know, a young quarterback in Mac Jones. So really the whole situation is just you know one that they're still figuring out and figuring out their identity now that they don't have the greatest quarterback of all time. And honestly, I feel like a lot of what this year is going to be is going to be figuring out, okay, are we ready to start this whole, like, are we ready to start it up for real? Again, next year, are we going to compete? Are we going to contend? Or are we rebuilding? Uh, Week one, apparently, the Dolphins are are favorites over the Patriots. First time in eight years. I got a buddy who lives in Boston, and I'm afraid to, to DM him because it's not just the Patriots. It's the Red Sox, the uh, the, the a lot of Boston uh, franchises that have had great success over the last while are on a little bit of a downturn. What's the what's the feeling of Boston fans right now about the Patriots and the other clubs that are that are struggling? Well, I'll at least say this: right now, there hasn't been a regular season football game, so I feel like there's a lot more belief, I guess, that the Patriots might still be okay because we haven't seen them getting beaten up by anybody but the Red Sox. The Red Sox have everybody just in a, in, a, in a state of malaise right now, just begging for this season to be done because, I mean, they have, they've had so many opportunities to stay in the playoff race, and they just keep on frittering it away every single time. And, and I mean, people are wondering if Alex Cora is going to come back manager or, you know, Haim Bloom, the you know, president of baseball operations. Like, are we going to just blow this entire thing up? Because I think that people really look – at what the Red Sox did last year, sneaking into the playoffs and you know coming within two games of making the World Series and thinking, oh, well, we're going to build on that. It can only get better from here, when in reality it's gotten worse. And honestly, I think that 
They were maybe looked at it as they were playing with house money. They weren't supposed to make the playoffs last year, and they and they uh, overachieved. And honestly, I feel like there's an element of that with the New England Patriots as well. I I mean, yesterday last year felt like. Uh, they were ahead of schedule a little bit. They made the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. They went 10-7, and seven, and then they lost Josh McDaniels, their offensive coordinator. They're changing offensive schemes. It really does feel like, man, they might be getting ready for 2023 rather than uh, you're really going all in for 2022. And I don't think it's going to make fans overly happy if they uh, end up playing that way. Kyrie Thompson joining us in WEEI talking uh, New England Patriots and Red Sox, and we thank him for that. Uh, Kyrie, you know, I'm glad you got there in terms of, you know, referencing the change at offensive coordinator. How do you think that affects Mac Jones? And, you know, there's a lot to build off and a lot to like about Mac Jones' game, but, you know, young quarterbacks do evolve. And and, uh, do you think that this change comes at a good time for him? I think that if, you know, and he's referenced this before, he went through offensive coordinator changes when he was at Alabama. And so it's not, that part isn't necessarily a new thing to him, but I do think the change in, in offense and in, in the scheme sense, right? Going to, you know, maybe running some more outside zone kind of things, like, like trying to be like, you know, a bit more like a Kyle Shanahan or a Sean McDay kind of offense rather than the old Josh McDaniels. Uh, the offense that has been for the last, what, 20 years or so uh, with, with a couple of sprinkles in here and there of other coordinators. I think that right now there's a clear lack of comfort with, I mean, not just Mac Jones, but the entire offense. I think that the offensive line has really struggled with their communication and, and getting the blocking assignments down that they're normally so sure with. I mean, we expected this unit to be one of the better units on the team. And right now they're, they're looking really rough. And I think that, by extension, Mac Jones hasn't looked comfortable. He's making mistakes and, and, and looking you know, sloppier with his fundamentals than he ever did as a rookie, and that's concerning because he's supposed to be getting better, not worse. I don't think that Mac Jones is bad right now necessarily by any means, but this idea that, oh, yeah, we're going to come in and hit the ground running and, and clearly take a step up, there was a feeling that might be the case in OTAs and minicamp before they put the pads on. But then after that, it's really just been a slog. So I, I, I would hope that by the time we get into the season, Mac Jones will have a little bit more comfort, and they'll give him a little bit more freedom to determine the offense and kind of call it a bit more on his terms at the line of scrimmage because that's one of the great things about Mac Jones is his brain, his processing ability, and things like that. But I'll tell you what, the, the idea that, oh, yeah, it's going to come in and you know, the offense is going to be just fine and y'all are overreacting, I don't believe that for a second. I think it's going to get a little bit worse before it gets better. Nelson Aguilar, uh, he, he's a player I've followed for a long time. He's had up and downs the last two or three years. Last year uh, was not overly impressive, uh, but he's uh, back in the lineup, and uh, I think he's healthy. How has he looked? I got to say, Nelson Aguilar's looked pretty nice. I mean, every once in a while, you know, there's there's a drop or something like that in practice, or he doesn't. He looks kind of awkward tracking a ball down the field. But I would say, by and large, he looks better this year at this point in training camp than he did last year. And I think that you know we, we talked about the offensive scheme uh, making some people uncomfortable. I think Nelson Aguilar looks more comfortable with what they're asking him to do now, because I think last year. And, and at times in his career when he struggled, it's because he's been pigeonholed into a role as an outside receiver where somebody's like, okay, 
let's see if you're a number one wide receiver, stick you on the outside and, and try to win that way. And that's not really his game. But when you move Nelson Aguilar around and you give him opportunities to, to operate in space and catch the ball over the middle and run after the catch, he gets very much more dangerous. And I think that's actually one thing the Patriots have done very well this offseason is give Nelson Aguilar more opportunities, not just to run down the field and, oh, yeah, we'll go chuck you a deep ball and see how you do with it, but catch the ball shorter and run routes in, in, in tighter spaces. And I think he's actually shown – not a bad route runner. He's, he's pretty quick. So I think that I'm up on Nelson Aguilar compared to what I would have been before the season started. And I, I think that, you know, it's not necessarily that he's going to go off and you'll know, be a 1,500-yard receiver and you'll know, be up there as a top-five guy. But I think he's going to show off a little bit better than he did last year and make Patriots fans a, a little bit more uh, well-disposed to him. Kyrie, it's futile to try and get inside the mind of Bill Belichick and imagine what he's thinking heading into this season. But, you know, I, I am left to wonder kind of how long you think he will stay with this because this rebuilds are never easy and they're often not very enjoyable to be a part of. How long do you think he wants to hang with this? It's interesting because this offseason, especially in OTAs and minicamp, we saw Bill Belichick taking a more hands-on approach on the field than, than perhaps we've seen in the past where he's out there kind of having fun and dropping into coverage and giving his team a look or, you know, being a long snapper, right? And, and just kind of doing little things, having fun with it. And, and so that gives you an idea that, okay, maybe Bill Belichick is having as much fun with it as he ever has. But I think that, you know, this the experiment of – you know, just okay. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna tinker with this, and then at the at the end, we'll see what we have. Especially if if you're not going to get Super Bowls out of it, if you're not going to win, I don't know that Bill Belichick is gonna want to do that for a whole lot longer. I had somebody ask me, is he gonna, you know, is Bill Belichick still gonna be coaching within the next five years? And I don't know that I believe so. I mean, yeah, he's at 70, and and it, again, he seems to be enjoying himself, but it's it's a lot of work and he's actually putting a lot more on himself and on this coaching staff this year than I think he has in years past, at least to the, the outside observer. So I don't know. It, it makes me wonder that if this doesn't work out in the next couple of years and he doesn't get his next, his Super Bowl without Tom Brady, if he's eventually going to look at it as like, you know what, let me get to the wins record. Don Shula's wins record He's, I think he's like 30 wins away from it or something right now. And if he gets that, maybe that's it. And I wouldn't blame him at all if he did because that's a lot of coaching he's done. For many years, uh, we would watch the Patriots trade out of the first round, grab another second or third, uh, and then come to camp with, with five or six difference makers. How has the drafting been recently, and how do the new picks look so far? Well, it's interesting because in the – what? Four years before this or so, uh, before last year, um, those, those drafts are not looking very good. I think they only have like five or six players that are even still with the team at this point. So it, the drafting was rough between, say, like 2017 and uh, 2020. But the last two years have actually been pretty good. You had Mac Jones last year. You had Christian Barmore, who could be a star in, in your defensive interior. I mean, he's been doing some crazy things during uh, training camp, and he could be really good. Ramondre Stevenson, fourth-round running back from last year who looks pretty good. Joshua Bledsoe uh, from last year, who's a late-round safety, but he looked really good in camp. 
and he's making, you know, he made the 53-man roster this year after missing last year entirely. So that's good. And then the early returns of the rookies this year are looking pretty good as well. You had Cole Strange, who's immediately starting at left guard. I mean, he hasn't looked out of place at all. He's looked solid. Then you had Tyquan Thornton, who, you know, super fast, right? I mean, one of the, fa- the, the fastest receiver at the Combine. A lot of people thought that he wouldn't be particularly good this year. He was going to need to take some time off. He's too skinny. He came in and started proving people wrong right away. It's just unfortunate that he got hurt uh, the way that he did, broken collarbone, and he'll be out until about Halloween or so because he was really going to play a lot more than I think people thought he was going to. Then, uh, you know, their mid-round picks are going well as well. The two Joneses, uh, Marcus and Jack Jones at cornerback, I think they're, they're both going to play more than I, I think that some of us expected as well. So, yeah, I think maybe it's a, a matter of, the more collaborative drafting approach that they've had the past few years where Bill Bill Belichick is actually ceding more control to his personnel groups instead of overriding them to pick guys like Nikhil Harry in the first round. Um, But yeah, I think that hopefully if it continues that way, the Patriots are not going to have a bear covered when it comes to young stars. Kyrie, appreciate the time. Thanks so much for this. Absolutely. Anytime.